You are listening to the Hybrid Hospitality Podcast. If you're interested in the trends that are transforming hospitality and want to explore what the future of the industry might look like, then you're in the right place. This podcast is brought to you by Stay the Night, a creative marketing agency working with hospitality businesses around the world who are changing the way people stay, work and play. Hi, I'm Rosie Willen, co-founder of Stay the Night, and in this episode, I'll be speaking with Sean Prime. Sean was previously Chief Operating Officer and Chief Product Officer at Selena. We caught up with him a couple of weeks before he was appointed CEO of Remote Year, who Selena acquired in 2020. Sean remains an Executive Committee member and Strategic Advisor at Selena alongside his new role, and has a unique oversight of the trailblazing startup's growing product portfolio. In this episode, we find out all about Selena's new subscription products, Selena Co-Live and Nomad Passport. We learn how Remote Year will improve the customer experience at Selena and hear why Sean thinks hybrid hospitality will be the future of their offering. Hi, Sean, and welcome to the Hybrid Hospitality Podcast. It's great to have you on. So before we begin to dive into all things Selena, I'd like to find out a little bit more about you. Can you tell me a little bit about your background in the industry and what led you to joining Selena? Sure. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, I started out my life in the Merchant Navy, you know, traveling the world. And I was a, a deck officer and an engineer. So, you know, always had that sort of blue sky thinking and then, you know, the engineering kind of mindset. So. I guess the role, the two prior roles to Selena. So one, I was at a company called Unite Student. So we were a UK student operator. So I've always worked in some sort of kind of housing or, you know, hospitality need. And there I was in the uh, operations director of the group. And then um, prior to this, I worked for a company called Native Places and we were an apart hotel brand in the UK. So again, hospitality led, similar kind of target groups, but the big pull to joining Selena was, as I kind of left that business, was I just loved the idea of experiences leading hospitality and also a real focus on the generation, which is our target audience. So how kind of those young people want to move, travel and experience the world. So, yeah, that's my background. And at Selena, um, I was the chief operating officer for a couple of years and then recently the uh, chief product officer looking after the IP of the company, what every location is, what experiences we offer. So now I look after Remote Year, which is a company that we recently uh, joined forces with. So can you tell me a little bit more about, because obviously your role has a huge scope, but just in the day-to-day, can you tell me a little more for our listeners about your role? So the Chief Product Officer role, so the best way to think about that is overall the company defines itself on delivering experience for our target customer and when we think about the target customer the millennials the gen z the people that are moving throughout the world the product role is to think about continuously what products are we selling and what is our product so our product is the location the pillars of accommodation co-work experiences retail community and then also under my division is the technology So we have one set looking at our sort of physical product, if you like. And then we have another set, which is our technology. And when those two things come together, that allows us to start to really think about what the customer change, shift in mindset is. Are we relevant still? Are we delivering a technology experience that matches that relevancy? 
So our job really is to ensure that we remain relevant all the time and deliver products and services to the people that we target and serve. And that's obviously been very interesting in the past 10 months because I think it's changed so much, shifting towards from everything from remote work to domestic travel. So you recently introduced two subscription products, Selena Colive and the Nomad Passport. Could you tell me the key differences between the two products and what led to you bringing these to market? Yeah. So look, I think for us, that was a bit of a fast forward moment. Ultimately, we built this brand really focused on digital nomads. That's how it all started. So we envisioned a world of democracy for a start. So as you know, in every Selena, we have a dorm all the way up to a loft. So it was much more about a mindset and an attitude as a brand than it was about being, you know, kind of a typical hotelier with one product aimed at one audience. And that's really how the brand started. And over time, obviously, we've grown and the company now has just more than 100, I think about 105 of those hotels now. And we started to develop this thinking probably about two years ago to think about the real needs. And if we knew that the world of digital nomadism was kind of in its infancy, remote workers were some, but not huge, and they were a more small collective group. And we wanted to ensure that we could be a place and a platform where people could permanently live that lifestyle. So that's why we've got the things like the common kitchens, the libraries, the wellness centers, a bigger product range to serve that customer. And then I guess as COVID kind of started to take a hold, it really fast forwarded our thinking and how we'd bring that product up in our priority list. So that's effectively where we said, okay, let's start with two products. So it's aimed at everybody, you know, everybody that's able to at some point take time away from where they live or work and to be able to then travel across the world. And the platform for us is always global and we continue to grow that footprint. And then we built out two products. So the ones that you're talking about today are the Nomad Passport. Really, that product is a bit more flexible. It allows you to be able to move more freely with a frequent number of locations, of course, to be able to work easily. But the way to think about it is that it's kind of a prepaid model. So if you're somebody that isn't able to remote work all the time, but you can go for two weeks a month or three months a year, or whatever that looks like, we're able to pass on to you a package that is reflective of the amount of time that you're going to spend to us. So if a typical hotel night is you know, $100 a night, then we're going to be able to offer you a discount because if you're staying for a prolonged period of time, you're actually taking up the occupancy. So the design of that product was to say, prepay, take what you need so that it's entirely tailored to you. And you can then, as soon as you've purchased that, use your app to go ahead and spend that prepay wherever you want. The biggest benefit, of course, to that program is you've decided how much you want to spend. You can save over time by buying more and more of that. And then you can decide where you want to spend that in that prepay mode. And then the second product that we have is what we call the Selena Co-Live. And this one is really where you work and live with the brand. So one way to think about that is not paying rent and monthly rent to our Co-Live model. And that allows you to travel into a country at a time or multiple locations as you want to. But the difference with that one is it's a fixed monthly fee. And that fee is different, whether it's a dorm, whether it's a micro, a standard, or you know one of our suites or lofts. So two different products. One, I can decide how much and when. And the other one is I want to shift my life more in towards that remote 
Yeah, definitely. And it's something that, so Stay the Night, our company is location independent. So we work remotely and it's definitely something that had we had the opportunity when we went backpacking for 12 months to do something like that, it takes so much of the stress away from it of having to think like and plan ahead. So, I mean, Selena were one of the first brands to combine the hotel experience with co-working. And you talked a little bit about mindsets and attitudes there of your customers. And it's how do you think as more brands adopt this hybrid model because remote working is accelerated, how does, does Selena stay one step ahead? Is it by tapping into those mindsets or...? I think community can be probably a little bit overused. I would say that from day one, we designed our business around this. So to be able to offer every individual that comes into our product that's the right kind of age, you know, our target age is average age 30, so somewhere from 25 to kind of 35, our view of this is that it's a community. And we've learned a lot over the last two years about that. But more importantly, we step forward now, uh, especially in 2021, with a specific role in the business that's literally thinking about all of our customers and the specific communities. Mm. And from a product perspective, we're already there. You know, we've got uh, democratic accommodation, we've got co-working, we've got social spaces that are for residences like the cinema, like the common kitchen, our wellness centres and our libraries. They're part of every single Selena. So they're in the DNA of that brand already. The next sort of step of that is to think that in this group, there are communities. So if I'm a co-liver, there's a different way that I want to experience that brand. And I want to arrive and know that there's a community of people like me rather than feel like they're inside a transient hotel. So how are we going to tackle that? Big part of that is through our technology the development of our platform around communities, the way that we communicate and listen to that community, and also in the world of product, how we adapt our product to that community. As soon as we launched that program, we set up very specific listening teams that would engage with those new customers, hear what they're saying about what they're experiencing, and for us to be able to adapt and think about that. So it's kind of been at the core of what we always do, which is to put the customer at that listening point, because we can guess, which helps us build a product from data, but actually the continued data helps us create that experience. To full circle your question, I think our brand is really well positioned for that audience, and the customer and target that we've got is already those people. And I think we have seen other brands launch their versions of this, Hmm. move from a transient hotelier that can be largely commodity-based, like, you know, a whole lot of their business is coming from OTAs and group sales and things like that. It's harder for them to shift their brand and that service and the design of that product to not simply just be, oh, book a hotel room for a month. So they will learn, of course, and they will come there. But the number one difference for us is that we believe that that facility experience on location and have you been to a Selena? We went to the Brighton one just as it opened so literally a couple of days after it opened and then I've been to Selena, Porto and Lisbon when we were traveling around Portugal. Yeah. Okay so all great, Mm. uh, really great location but there's a sense of buzz around the people and the target that's in those and then the constant programming that we do from music to wellness to arts to education it's much more for us about what you get as an experience when you arrive there and what we're programming and delivering versus just thinking about ourselves as a hotel operator, which is just alien to our language there. Yeah. 
And I think you definitely feel that when you visit a Selena, in my experience. Obviously, it was a little different with the Brighton because COVID, so it was a little bit different. But they were doing such a great job of still giving that kind of Selena vibe, like you know you're at a Selena, that's what I'd say. And so you spoke about communities there, and that's something we're, we're really pushing with our clients and through our own marketing, that the brands who've already built a community have really proved to be most resilient over the last 10 months. And it's something that can be kind of missed that listening to your customers. People tend to maybe build a guest persona, put it in a file, file it away and not really consult it. So can you tell me kind of how you approach that listening and also how technology helps facilitate that? You know, it's a tough nut to crack that one, but so how, how do we go about that? So I guess what makes us think a little bit differently is the way that we structure our business. So on one side, you know, if you imagine that part of our every building is the hotel, those are people that are coming to stay with us and we need to service their needs very specifically. But the other side of every Selena is the destination. And our role in that is to become the destination in that locale. And we do that by bringing on experienced boards, local people that help guide us what this town specifically needs. But also we do that through the way that we organize our business. So the destination is a head office team that supports all the way down throughout the chain, every single location. And within that team, we have um, indexes and measures, if you like. So as Selena, we have some called our destination index and it's a measure that we use for our brand but also a measure that every single regional manager head of country and general manager has and that destination index is split between visitors and now we have visitors that are guests short stay guests and now we have visitors that are longer stay guests the subscription guests and there are a number of measures within that that we use to be able to understand whether we're doing a good job. And that's through surveys, it's through feedback loops, everything that you would expect. And then we have visitors, which are the local community that come and use us, because if the local community don't use us, we're not a destination. And then finally, we have our connectors, which are our people. So those three things make up a wheel, and that wheel gives us a score in the middle for every location by each segment and then by each individual piece. And then we have one team called the Voice of Customer that sits as part of that makeup. And that team have got a number of things to do. So one is to overall manage the destination index of the business, to be able to indicate to the other teams, like the product team, to the guest experience team, to the development teams, all the different teams within our business, that team handle all of the voice of the customer. So what are they saying in reviews? What are they saying in blogs? What are they saying in community sites like yours? Like, what is the sentiment that's coming back from us? So we take that sentiment and bring it back into the business and redefine the products and service. And on the other part of that, that team are also engaged in what we call close the loop. So if we have a listening device that somebody's mentioned something to us via Instagram or Twitter or a direct email in or something in the location, or that we can see a review that's coming from a guest that's particularly like painful if something's gone wrong. Mm. That team is centered on fixing that, not only with the customer for a better experience, but to the rest of the business to hear, learn, listen, and change. Yeah, that's amazing. I think that's really good that the idea of kind of 
listening and putting that at the center of what you do we're always saying to brands you know talk about yourself less on social media and talk about your customer more and it's a hard message to get across because i think there's a tendency to see marketing as broadcasting your sales information rather than seeing what goes on behind the scenes but speaking of behind the scenes so over the past year past 10 months the ability to kind of adapt quickly take risks has been so important for brands and so how does selena create a work environment that encourages that innovation Hmm. that's a good question before i answer that you just you just made me think about something and i think it's important that brands are humble enough to also think about what they don't get right and Mm -hmm. it just triggered something there and we now have a new role as well which is community and that role is really important to us because I think that what we've been traditionally good at in the past is that listening yeah. and bringing it back into the business. But I'm not sure we've always yet got right the ability to re-communicate back out right. different communities, what we heard and what we changed. Mm-hmm. And that was a big learning for us from last year, which was, well, how do we do that? So we now have that role. It actually doesn't sit in our marketing team, which I think is great. It's a role that's specifically yeah. to engage Innovation, I mean, that is tricky. I mean, as a business, we're highly innovative. You yeah. know, we have under my division an, an, an R&D team, and that's part of our tech. And, you know, subscription came out of that. And I don't know if you've heard about, well, let's talk about it at Step Up. So one was how can we innovate to bring customers in and help them feel safe? So there's the obvious things that everybody did, which was what are your COVID policies what yeah. COVID safety requirements, how are you going to treat bookings and cancellations differently to provide comfort? Then we started to really think about that ongoing, not just COVID, but like what happens after this? The world has changed. People were desperate to get out there. They, in their hearts, want to travel, want to move into different places of the world, learn local culture. So that's why we built these subscription products. But I guess the other thing that we thought about as innovation that came from one of our team was we're a seasonal business. So we have occupancies that fluctuate across the seasons in seasonal regions. And, you know, if you're looking at a global city like London, occupancy never really fluctuates. It's great. But different seasons in different places mean that. So one of the uh, innovations was that we built something called the residency and the exchange. So if you're a content provider, and that could be a DJ, a yoga teacher, you could be an electrician that is out of work right now or is on a break, whatever that looks like, you're able to come and apply to the selenaresidency.com, tell us what your content provision is, and then our residency team will work with your application And if you're accepted into the residency, you're able to exchange your gift with accommodation. So, example, somebody that's a freelancer or a DJ or a musician or an educationalist can come and say, you know, I want to travel for three months. This is what I can offer to to your community. And that's our guests. You know, I'm somebody that did a startup and I've exited and I can really help people understand that journey. And in return for them doing that, we give them free accommodation. So you, it's a barter service. You exchange your gift for what we have, which is, you know, some available rooms across the portfolio. Why do we do that? Because we think that's another community that we serve of creatives that often find times like this really, really difficult. And even in times where freelancers have got work, it's often 
sporadic because they're choosing to live a different lifestyle. So for us, it's a new community that can use what we've got on offer and available to do those things. So I think innovation is, our leadership is a very flat structure, you know, like we push innovation and new ideas and new thinking all the time from our hospitality operations group, from within our finance groups, from when, you know, people that are acquiring the properties for us. I think that's the one exciting part about Selena is that nothing stands still, that every day, if an idea is good, it can be taken up and up into a place where that voice can be heard quickly. And if it's a great idea, we'll push it. You know, we'll jump on that and help people to be able to do it. It's obviously working because, so Selena, at my last check, <laughs> have raised over 360 million, I think, in investment. And what do you think personally makes your model attractive for investors? I think the model, I mean, there's different parts of the model that make it attractive to our investors. Overall, I think what investors see with us is a company that's five years old that really doesn't pay for lots of marketing dollars to be spent. It delivers a great experience in incredible locations around the world where people talk about us really positively and I guess the bottom line of that is that that word of mouth has driven real brand awareness for a start. But number two, we're working with the right target audience. So if you think about the future of our business and hotels, we're working with that right target audience and age group for us to be able to grow. I think the big trend of remote work and digital nomadism is, and the amount of companies today that are allowing that remote work and for us to be positioned well is great. And then also I think we've proven out and demonstrated our ability to be able to take distressed assets, you know, horrible mum and pop hotels, bring in the creatives, convert them to a great standard and provide experience and community at speed. And the way that all of that gets structured in the background is ultimately the model of the business. So for me, it's about we committed to deliver something, turning those commitments into actions and results. And then, you know, off the back of that, finding investors that really love what we do. And I, I think the investors that we have with us today is, is a gift for us, really, because it's, they're part of our story and, you know, hugely supportive in what we do. So, you know, we'll continue to do that. Yeah. And so another trend that's kind of grown at the moment, and I think it was, it was building a momentum before COVID, but it's around sustainable regenerative travel. And we're seeing more and more hospitality companies who are giving back to their community. And I think this is something that Selena's done for a long time. And so can you tell me some of the ways that Selena gives back? Yeah. First of all, I mean, sustainability is, a, is obviously a very big question. And, you know, lots of companies have policies, but... One of the things that I love about what we do is at the start of when we find a hotel, if that hotel is, you know, sort of in distress or old, but is full of that old nasty grandma furniture that you've seen hundreds of times again, you know, we take and recycle 80% plus of all of that furniture back into the building. And that is using creatives and makers to do that work with us. Um, you know, as a goal, we don't set out to buy new. In fact, you know, I can walk into Tulum and see, you know, a rug that we picked out of a rubbish pile in a crappy flea market around the corner and had it cleaned and is now a beautiful rug that sits back in the room. So 
There's many different sustainability measures. One is at the start of that. Number two, this year we have delivered a huge Internet of Things project across our portfolio. And the Internet of Things project is a really smart way to monitor all of our electricity consumption and usage. I mean, it gives us great customer stuff. Like, you know, we know if the pump somewhere in a hotel in Mexico is running low and the shower pressure is not good enough. But also these systems knock out lighting. They turn off ACs when people aren't in the room. We force ourselves into thinking about that. And of course, one of those advantages is not to waste any money. But I think bigger than wasting money is wasting resources. And that's kind of at the key of that heart. The other thing that I talk about is you're probably talking about the Selena Gives Back uh, programs, yeah. which are impact programs. This is a really uh, kind of beautiful thing. And uh, part of that big measure I talked to you about, that destination index, one of those measures is the impact and the Selena Gives Back. One of the big programs is the hospitality program. So you know that we work in lots of remote places and we also work in towns that are very poor and often need a lot of help. And one of the things that we do is we have a hospitality program. So every location takes on hospitality interns, if you like, that come from the local community. And we train them in areas that they're interested in. So that can be in front of house, it can be in operations, it can be in culinary, whatever that looks like. They come from all different walks of life. And we have KPIs and goals that percentages of those that come through the program need to be in full-time employment in hospitality a year later. And our general managers are targeted on that. It's one of the KPIs overall of the business. The other impact stuff is that um, every employee gives up 3% of their work time towards a local community impact program. It's a measure. It's not something that's optional. We have to do that. And there's many different ways that that happens. You know, sometimes it's engaging in a beach clean and keeping the area tidy. Other times we're building something inside the local community playgrounds. We're welcoming after-school care and our facilities are allowed to be open for free of charge for the local community. If I think about two examples I really love, just before we were grounded, unfortunately, I was in Selena Mambal Antonio and I arrived on a Saturday and we've got three swimming pools in that property. And the big pool was just full of kids and Selena staff teaching them to swim. They'd never swam. And this program now starts from them learning to swim to going with Manuel, who's the GM of that property, who loves every day to run to the bay that's close by. And there's a big yellow boy, I've swam that bay with him, where now the kids are learning to swim properly and he's, he spearheaded that. And then the second one is just another wonderful Selena on an island in Panama called Red Frog, and, um, and again, I was there. In fact, I was holidaying there, taking some time off. And, you know, halfway through the day, there's a load of Selena guests. It's in the middle of a jungle on a beautiful island. There's a beach walk. And in come 20 kids and parents that just walk into the property, sit by the pool, and they all start diving, having a great time for an hour. And I asked the GM there, I said, who are those guys? And he said, oh, they're the local community. They, they always come and swim. That, our ability to, to do that doesn't cost us much but actually it means that we are able to be a pillar within that community and we're also very careful to not overstep our mark because you know we're not there to change anything we're there to kind of help in, in any way that we can yeah and it sounds like you really empower your employees and managers to kind of take the lead on that in their specific destinations which is really good like eat, yeah. to see what that community actually needs 
and then respond to that and and further to that so having visited a few selena sites myself it's clear that you have a great balance between standardization and personalization and so each site feels very unique but you know that you're in a selena and so how do you achieve that balance through your programming and products that is the role of the product department so you'll know that every one of our locations is different but what is important is that when you come to a selena you know it's us and the way that we do that is i can't always fix the size of a room as standard you know you go to some hotel operators and it will always look the same and it will be mm. it will be that room but what we do is to fit our brand around lots of different types and style of hotel we apply what we call, call parameters so as an example maybe our standard room is from 18 to 22 square meters and that room will always have the same things in it so you know you're always going to have the two bedside tables you're always going to have a desk you're always going to have I don't know, the the sound system. There's everything that in the room is the same. However, every Selena starts with a concept and the concept is driven from the experience director and the local experience board, the locals that tell us this is what would be cool around here. And we work with them. And that concept could be, I don't know, it could be as extreme as the black building and everything's black for some reason and that's what we're going to do and it's going to have yellow lights. Whatever the concept is, that becomes what the designers design against. And look and feel, as you know, in a Selena is really important. And then what we do is give guidelines. So, you know, one of our guidelines is as stupid as, when I enter the main programming space, I need to feel really comfortable that as a backpacker, I can throw my backpack on the floor and walk around in my flip-flops and it's fine. As well as comfortable enough for somebody that's, an entrepreneur of a young business that's, you know, earning really good money that wants to feel the vibe that he also has, or she also has what feels comfortable to them and that need. So we try to standardize what's important for people to recognize about the brand. And then we try to standardize the things that people need for them to have a great experience. And then we let the designers go to work. And I think that's one of the most fun things about working for a brand like this is, you know, when I walk into uh, Brighton, which is, you know, has that cool Latin fun yeah. bar on the front versus the secret garden in Lisbon, which is a bit more moody with the secret swimming pool hidden away. Like when you see what the designers do, it's always makes it feel fresh. And like, I want to go to the next one to see what that one's all about. Yeah. Um, so consistency is really important. And I've got to tell you, we've had to work very hard at that because you know, a couple of years ago, we weren't consistent. So that's been a good job for us to get right. So that's interesting. You say, so the learning curve there. My next question was going to be going back to yourself. So what are the biggest lessons that you've learned over the past 10 months during the course of the pandemic that you'll take forward? What are the biggest learnings? I guess they kind of fall in a few areas. One of my big learnings is that as a brand, you need to be totally engaged with your customer. And you need to spend time investing in those people, listening, communicating, and building loyalty. Because once you have that relationship, they become your biggest advocates and also your biggest way out of a crisis. So for them to feel part of us and for us to have an impact on their lives, I think the work that we have to continue is to get better and better at that. The other thing that is a huge learning for me is probably to have a 
broader and longer roadmap of thinking and to make it more agile because none of us would ever expected this would happen in, in our lifetimes, right? So I can't believe it's still going on a year, like uh, almost a year later. <laughs> to be humble enough to, to, to think that, oh, the world can change. I think what that means is that you need to build agility into how you operate and to be able to think about what those roadmaps mean. And of course, if we've had one pandemic in the way that it seems to be playing out, it doesn't mean there won't be another. And it does feel like this one's here to stay a while. So I think for us to have stronger forward planning. And then the third one is that, I'll be very honest with you, we learned a lot about our business. We learned a lot about, you know, at a time where a crisis hits and your revenue turns off overnight and you've got to take some very tough decisions you sort of think about, well, what did we need in the first place? And did we just evolve into what we were? So to be much more disciplined about that, because we want to be here, you know, for the next 100 years. So it's really important for us to be able to say, how do we now build a business that's flexible enough, that's right for people, that's right for our customers, and that stands the test of time? And I'm really proud of how we've managed to be able to do that in the best way possible. And if there's a final one, I think overall, it's to realise that if you have not only a great relationship with your guests, if you've got a great relationship with your people, in a time of crisis, they will pull together for you like you wouldn't believe. So to invest in that more and more and more, that culture and that commitment to those people, even though it can be very difficult in times of crisis, that's when you really feel that you've got a family. So th- those feel like the big things that I've learned. Yeah, yeah that, would be, that would probably be what I feel about that. No, I can totally relate to that with our business. It's kind of been a time to step back and think we're only three years in. So, but it's still a time to step back and think, can we be more intentional? Because you get to a point where a business starts to grow almost on its own and you're like holding the reins of it. So yeah, yeah it's been an, a period of reflection, I guess, for everybody. But you mm-hmm. talked about wanting to be around in a hundred years. If we were to fast forward five years, for example, what do you think the hospitality landscape will look like or what do you think will be different? I have to say this, I think. I feel like this sounds like a really silly kind of message. but No, go for it. You know, our mission is, is key. Wherever we feel we can offer an experience, in whatever corner of the world that is, we want to be there and we want to be there in the most authentic way possible. Our biggest challenge as a brand is to maintain authenticity and that is our commitment that when you go there you don't feel like you're in a big brand in fact the dream that we have is that the selena is no longer written above the door it's just this destination this community and that oh oh that's the selena guys that do that so in five years time i would like to think that you know we already delivered 17 new locations inside this pandemic And I think that we want to get to our target of those 500 properties around the world. As our first win, you know, from from our perspective as leadership, we haven't won yet until we get to that first milestone. In terms of the landscape, I think the landscape has uh, a very challenging 12 months to 24 months, probably even 36 ahead. And I think people will start to adapt to this hybrid model we know that we have eyes on us and we can see other people are now trying to flip their model more towards what, what we're doing. You know, those that win will be centred around experience. So I think the landscape change will be that if we're going to win, that hybrid hospitality will be our future. 
So places and products that allow you to take what you need. And who knows, maybe that product in the future is a small apartment instead of a hotel room. You know, things will change. But I think the customer is going to demand much more flexibility. They're going to demand experience and they're going to want to have this hybrid model around the world. And I think I'm talking about our target demographic. For others, you know, their, their key messaging is different to ours in terms of how they're going to recover. Yeah. I think the hospitality landscape is, is just going to feel much more integrated as a system and a platform mm-hmm. than it is just broken down into hotels, co-works, food and beverage, like different mm-hmm. spaces. I have to say I'm really excited by it. And I think for me, this, if anything out of this pandemic is, is positive, for me it's the fact that our sort of mission has been brought forward. And I think that the group of customers and the target customer that we want to serve are probably the first people that will start traveling again because they feel a bit more resilient. And plus they've got a desperate need to, and now their jobs are going to allow them to do it. I think Yeah, that's it. It's going to be much more a live and stay kind of vibe versus just I'm, I'm hopping off on holiday. Yeah, it definitely is exciting. I think when you said hybrid hospitality is the future, I'm like, that's the soundbite. That's what we'll use to promote the episode. But um, in the shorter term, so shorter term goals, what's in store for Selena in 2021? So I guess, you know, we will continue in 2021. But look, first of all, 2021 is challenging, very. We're going to have to continue to react to the ups and downs of the pandemic. I think we're feeling positive but cautious about the vaccine. I think that we're fortunate, actually, because our food and beverage and local community spaces are part of our brand. So those will probably fire up first as we're allowed to, and then the travel will start to come in. But we're very focused this year on the technology products, you know, the the residency, the exchange, our new app experience, remote year as a new business that we've acquired. Those feel to us like getting those things embedded into our platform properly and working for the customer really well is our best bet really now to improve our overall experience. And then, of course, we still have our uh, goals on the new openings this year. So uh, hopefully we'll enter two new countries this year. I can't tell you just yet. I don't know if I'm allowed. Um, But two new countries in Europe this year that are very exciting. And we've already uh, secured the partnerships that we need to be able to do that. We need to be really focused on making sure that those products that we delivered are ready. And we're going to push, push, push. You know, we have a new team now that's just uh, focused on the subscription model and really working with those customers to get them up and traveling again in the safest way possible is, is, is the aim for us. That sounds great. And so finally, on the note of looking forward, where is the first place you'll be traveling to when normality resumes and we can leave our homes? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. So... The remote era is actually putting on its first um, freedom retreat. We feel as though that so many people right now, as soon as they're able to travel, would just love to go somewhere remote, beautiful, connect with some other people and, you know, revive, thrive again, get that feeling. So we're putting on a retreat and our, we're hoping that that's in, in March and that will be the first place that I, I go to. Uh, and then the second place will have to be to Israel because I just I miss the teams in Tel Aviv, so I've got to get there. Oh, I was meant to go to Israel last year, and then obviously oh. what happened for the first time, so I've been dying to go for so long. So 
Wow. We've just opened two properties in Israel, isn't there? Oh, really? Uh, yeah, really. One in Tel Aviv, um, one in the Carmel Mountains, which is just called Beit Oren. Uh, they're, they're insane. And Israel is, uh, for me, one of the most incredible, beautiful places. So, yeah, make sure you get there. Yeah, at some point, hopefully, sooner rather than later. So thank you so much for your insights and for taking the time to speak with us today. I'm really excited to hear about those top secret new openings and to visit a few more Selenas myself. So thank you. Thank you very much for having us. It's been a pleasure. For those listening who want to find out more about Selena, you can visit www.selena.com. Or to see what Sean is up to at Remote Year, visit www.remoteyear.com. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Hybrid Hospitality Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe if you'd like to be the first to hear about new episodes. We'd love it if you could leave a rating. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, you can do so. Just search Stay the Night on LinkedIn or head to at Stay the Night Co over on Instagram. For more information about what we do, visit www.staythenight.net. Until next time, thanks for listening.